0: I love to talk about drag queens Some people say I have a drag addiction Girl, they know how to put on their makeup, they sure do And them shoes, they put on them shoes Them shoes are on fleek, girl Yes, I love drag queens I will talk about drag queens every day and every night Welcome to Drag Addiction, I'm Sarah Votto from the legendary House of Roses And today I have sitting in with me for Mike Rose, Santino Rice
1: What? How did this happen? Oh my god (laughs) <laughs> yes. Hey, everybody.
0: Thank you for being here with me and coming over.
1: so good to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, my God. I was just saying, like, everyone's going to lose their minds.
1: <laughs> I am,
0: like... I was taking yoga class earlier at the Peace Gallery... Peace Yoga Gallery, and, like, I knew that Santino was going to come do this, so, like, I skipped Shavasana, which is, like, the whole point of <laughs> right. doing yoga. Right, you
1: have to, you, you kind of have to take time out at the end and, and uh, do Shavasana after a tough yoga practice, but this is, like, our our savasana
0: mm-hmm. is... That's when you, like, lay down at the yeah. end of class and rest, yeah. <laughs> and you receive the gift of yoga, but I was like, I have to get up right now and... We have to go do this. We We got to go.
1: We got to watch the show. Yeah, I
0: was stoked. So that's what happened. So we just watched the Wizards of Drag episode.
1: Boring. (laughs) (laughs) Just just kidding. Well, not really. It was mildly boring, but mildly entertaining, too. I'm really in love with some of these queens. So it was good to to see.
0: Yeah, so we started the episode, and acid Betty was eliminated, so they came into the workroom. Bye, Felicia, on that. yeah.
1: And then uh, the library was open. Yeah. Reading.
0: I felt like it was a lukewarm library. Like, we've seen better, but we've also seen way worse. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Even though all the queens were upset that Bob the Drag Queen won another little mini challenge. I think Bob did the best. I did, too. She's a natural comedian, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it probably can get old if you're in the room. With her twenty four seven, I think she's super entertaining, super funny, and like she's got a huge career ahead of her as a MC. And you know,
0: just mm-hmm. you know. it seems to me too when they do the library challenge, it's best if you go at the end, right? Because I remember season six; I really thought Bianca should have won. And Bianca's Bob is kind of like this season's Bianca. Right? What's the that queen oh, who won the bigger one? From season six, she actually won. Latrice, no ab, ab. I don't even. <laughs>
1: like, All the seasons have just like blended together in my brain, so I'm just like, oh right, her.
0: Darian Lake.
1: Darian so Lake,
0: but she did a good life yeah. Darian Lake was really funny too. Really funny. But Bob better damn well have won that because Bob is, well, Thorgy's funny, but Bob is the comedian of the group, so he right. better damn well won. No one really sucked, which I think that w- that shows that the season's stronger and they've prepared. Right. Because a lot of times it's like, they're just grasping at straws and it's like, you know that shit's going to be on there.
1: Right. Even kimchi I thought was really funny. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it kind of came with some fire mm-hmm. that uh, I wasn't expecting. It was, it was decent. It was decent.
0: So are you feeling like Kim Chi's strong or it, like I have the whole conspiracy that like they're holding back and she's just safe, but she's going to win.
1: I think she's definitely top three material. You know, it's hard to say, even though when I was doing the show quite often, I could tell by the second episode who was the strongest in the pack, but I'm also there in person. And there's a lot that you miss out on as a viewer on on this show. I mean, there's just the judging part goes on for hours and hours, you know, like I don't even know how long that that interpretive dance part took right. to film <laughs> and for what what ended up being shown. It was just like, oh god, like I would have been seriously falling asleep during that part. Yeah. It's like 9 or 10 hours of taping just for the judging panel part. And so, you know, my point being that whatever, I don't know, what uh, what was the, what was the question? <laughs> wait, wait, what are you saying about?
0: Um, I just got seduced by your voice, and I was right. just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, Oh, <laughs> I don't know, what were we, yeah, what, Tim, we were, what were we talking about, do you know? Um, yeah, Santino was talking about how he knows from the second episode. Oh, all right,
1: thanks. so, you definitely, in person, you get a grasp, of a lot of other variables that don't really translate through the TV. It's difficult for me to say definitely, but I definitely think kimchi is is going to be in the top three. And super, super talented, and really as far as like looks go and pulling things together and the makeup and the hair and the attention to detail, really super strong and... Really great disposition, too. Like, seems, like, really genuinely sweet and compassionate. And mm-hmm. and as much as Kimchi is a competitor, she's also just, like, just super confident in her ability. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe the dancing or, or whatever. Right. But, you know, she still has been pulling that off uh, throughout the episode. So I think maybe that's kind of a work or, you know, some part of, of her... That yeah. says, like, oh, maybe I should act. I should dumb this down a little bit so mm. it makes for, like, right. it to be a little more special when when I do pull it off. As far as the look and her overall presentations every week, I think they've been super strong.
0: Yeah. You Kim, know? she has an incredible discipline, and she has laser focus. It reminds me of Raja in the workroom. Yeah. Oh, and uh, we asked Kim, and you guys know, the listeners know that Kim's here often, and she helps us (laughs) like hey kim so shout out to kim true so we're also i'm gonna mention take the time take the time so mike rose is in mexico and i'm watching his dogs right so you might hear them and they've been on the podcast before we've got richard and barbara
1: richard barbara
0: and we've got Maximus, Kim's dog. So, you know, it's a three-dog night. Right. <laughs> so you might hear them. Anyway, so the main challenge was a makeover challenge, and they had the cast of Little Women of L.A.
1: Never seen it.
0: Never seen it. <laughs> Didn't know that that was a thing.
1: <laughs> but that's awesome. Who did we really love? Oh, we I love T.T.? Like yeah, T.T.,
0: Yeah, T.T. was matched with Chi-Chi. Yeah. And this woman was amazing. Yeah,
1: I want to watch the show just to see T.T. I'm down to... Yeah, me too. I'm all about T.T.
0: Yeah, she was... Because she called it. Chi-Chi is self-defeating, and she always says, oh, I don't have any money, and T.T. was, stop stop it. And great energy and gave a huge pep talk, and T.T. was... The shit. We loved her. So they did this whole Wizard of Oz challenge. I'm going to call that a big debacle for what actually ended up happening. Because I think it's a strong idea.
1: It is. I'm wondering if some of them had never seen Wizard of Oz.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) Which
1: is possible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Paul had never... Paul, my husband's never seen Wizard of Oz. What? I know. And I tried again to watch it and it's like it never seems like a good idea. Wow. So Paul... That's bad. No, you've
1: got to watch it with the Dark Side of the Moon playing as well, you know. Right. You have to have one of those kind of experiences too. <laughs> you've got to you've got to watch it all all different ways. You know, even just on Turner Classics or whatever. Just yeah. like, you've got to watch that movie. It's oh, yeah. it's incredible. Of course. Um Yeah, I just thought you know, it definitely, you know, now there's there's seven queens and you know, it really you really start to see who's got the chops and who is mm-hmm kind of at the point where they're kind of out of ideas. Robbie Turner, for instance. I mean, that...
0: When he said bustles, like... (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) everything,
1: it just looked like bustles everywhere. I mean, there was an actual bustle in the back, but then just like... A lot of disparate parts all put together poorly, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "What is
0: that?" I almost paused it and was like, "Wait." Well, as soon as he said "bustles," I was like, "Oh, he just lost the whole challenge." Yeah. <laughs> because, and, then, and then I was gonna say, like, he was like, "It's easier to do a bustle, right?" That doesn't sound easy to sew. I well, heard.
1: no, it is when you've got fabric when you've got fabric that is slipping under the the sewing machine. It's easier to just like ruche it up and and in its. In its kind of messy, kind of cloud-like shape, mm-hmm. you can hide a lot of sins within that. Oh, so, like okay. you know, he, he was trying to do a, a just a straight stitch, but it was like the the fabric was shiny, so it was slipping. You need like a rubber foot oh. to hold it in okay. place, but they didn't. You know, those. I, you know what? I will just say it right now: all of the sewing machines that are in that workroom are straight shit, and I, I would hate to sew on them. And I and I always felt bad for all the queens on every season who have to, to do stuff. I don't have a hard time, you know, or difficult understanding that someone would rather hot glue or super glue or tape or, you know, do anything other than sew with those sewing machines because they're just kind of the worst home sewing machines you can get. They're not even, they're not professional or industrial. And they're, you know, it, I... I get it, you know, I get why they're in there and I'm sure, you know, it's part of the challenge as well. But really even even hand sewing things would be better than using those machines. They're for basically making napkins and do- and doilies <laughs> and shit. Like yeah, yeah. you know, they're not yeah. for making garments.
0: We just got an inside scoop, everyone. I'm <laughs> um, pretty excited. I kind of led into it cuz I was like, well, Santino's here, let's do a sewing question. Right. And then it turned it blossomed into insights information. Right. Well, I got a, a lot
1: of those. A lot <laughs> of those but,
0: <laughs> that yeah. was a good one. I and and I never even thought that that would even happen that there would be a bad sewing machine. Oh yeah. Or I really didn't even know that there was a difference. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like good sewing machine, bad sewing
1: machine. Yeah, yeah, they totally are. Doing anything as a as a as an artist, your tools are Ninety percent of the job, you know. I mean, you you learn a craft. You 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 learn how to make things, or you learn how to apply makeup, or whatever it is. But you need the right brushes. You need the like, you know. You mm. you can't be handed a a, a a paint roller and asked to do your face, or you know, right. you know handed a a. a a paintbrush that you would paint a house or something and and, and you know, do your eyeshadow with it right. or whatever. You need the proper tools. I know it's part of the game to throw people for a loop or whatever and it's like, you know, it's like it's like they should do a challenge where they they have to use candy as their makeup, you know, or something yes. like that. You know, like like in prison, like when the mm. the Trans people that are in prison, like they use M Ms, they get them wet, and then they use the blue M Ms for their eyeshadow, mm. and then the red M Ms for their lipstick and stuff like that. You you can do it. It's, right. a, it's a definitely a challenge, you know, to be able mm-hmm. to, to use Skittles and M Ms. You, you could do that. You know, oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But at the same time, it's it's like having both hands tied behind your back trying right. to, to do something. And so, back to the sewing machines, it's like you know, if, if the tool that you're supposed to use to do something is deficient or, or just like not, not right, then really, you know, please hot glue it. Please do anything other than use that machine because it's just not functional. It's not working. And, you know, as a designer and as someone who does so, that isn't acceptable. Like I wouldn't, I would never use something like that. I would probably just wrap fabric around things and hand stitch things and, you know, just try to, you just try, you know, you try to minimize the frayed edges and minimize the, the harsh seams as much as possible. That's, you know, but with those sewing machines, they're just really temperamental and they're, and you never know what you're going to get, you know, and they jam up all the time and they're, you know, the bobbin underneath was getting jammed and,
0: were the ones yeah. on Project Runway? Yeah, the yeah, they're professional this is machines. A, this looks you know, like, like torture. Yeah, no, I
1: mean it's like they are they are professional industry standard workhorse machines on Project Runway. They moved into Brother sewing machines or whatever, and Brother makes home sewing machines as well. I don't I don't I don't remember what the ones in the workroom are there, but they're basically like ninety nine dollars sewing machines. Right. Whereas the ones on Project Runway are like six hundred dollar machines.
0: Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. They mentioned Ben de la Creme's outfit, that it was the um Golden Girls yeah.
1: Cheesecake. Which, major. Major.
0: And that and I remember watching that in the at the time Ben de La Creme said it was hot glue yes. and good vibes or something. I thought she was kidding. No, was no. Was that it, really
1: yeah, it was it was really wow and and when you see it, I mean that's here's the thing with you know, it's the same with Project Runway as well. I mean, it's like you have a limited time to make something—way less than, way less time than than even like what is shown on TV or like they say, like oh, you have a day to make this. Really, that means you have like five or six hours to make this because right. you're also getting pulled away and you're doing all these interviews while while you're supposed to be making things, and your momentum is constantly uh, halted. To do these other little things, or like they come around and Rue comes into the room and okay. wants to talk to you, and all this, you know, they're they're just kind of causing everyone to be a little more stressed and and ticking away at your time to to finish something. When you look at Ben de la Creme's look, you'll see that, like, instead of trying to hem the bottom she folded the fabric so there's a fold at the hem not an actual hem but it was like a really beautiful fold and the way that it billowed and everything it's like and so it's it's kind of a you you kind of want to make a prototype of something that would it's like a good idea it's a good idea, and you want to make the best looking prototype you can, but ultimately it's all hot glued and just barely hanging on by a thread you know mm-hmm. same with project runway that those clothes you could not you you really could not the ones that during the challenges and stuff they're just minutes away from busting a zipper or or having a seam blow out Uh or whatever. That being said, they're a little nicer than the the clothes that are on the drag race Uh stage because again, they're not necessarily designers or seamstresses, but I will say that there's a lot of super creative, imaginative people on drag race and the overall fashion, the overall ideas are way better than Project Runway ever were. Like, oh, wow. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's definitely standouts on Project Runway. I really love the overall ambition and the overall creativity and kind of the, you know, the the same way that they're kind of rebelling with their drag persona. You can rebel in creating something with duct tape and right. hot glue and it's fucking amazing, you know, and it's like that's the fun part. So it's like, you know, sometimes I don't know, sometimes things are really really horrible like I mean, I I think Robbie Turner's look was really really terrible, <laughs> but it's 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 also it has to do with the way that you approach it and it's and it's kind of like, you know, you, you know, duh. okay, you got to make a wedding gown, say, you know, a wedding gown normally takes like 200 hours to make or something, you know, and right. you think of lace and beading and all this stuff, but it's like, oh no, you have 15 minutes to make this wedding gown. Well, like get creative, you know, yeah. you, what is it? Paper? What is it? Fabric? What is it? You know, just white tape, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. get creative and do it. Just try to make it as clean as possible and try to make it, you know, you, you, know, you know, it just comes, it comes with the territory. It's like, you, you have to show up on drag race with some experience of, of making a macaroni shell artwork piece for your mom, or like right. you know, like or, <laughs> or having done a collage once in your life, or having sewn some drapes in your life, or whatever it is, you've 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 got to have that those right. skills under your belt because if you show up and you're like, oh, this is my first garment I've ever sewn in my life, it's like how did you even get on the show? One, right. it's like because and and how did you how did you watch the past? you know, eight seasons in or whatever, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, not know that you were going to have to sew something, you know.
0: It seems like the second you get on the show, if you don't sew, you go to Mood or whatever, get in a basic sewing class. That's what I would do. Oh, absolutely. And I don't know why they don't do that. They're so, like, defeatist. Like, I don't know how to sew. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, seriously, in a, in a matter of a week, you could learn what you need to know in order to just do basic construction and then, but then there's, there's you know, there's things outside of just the craft of, of knowing how to make something. You have to have style. You right. have to have an eye for detail. You have to, you know, you have to have a lot of reference points that are in your brain, like ingrained in your brain to, right. to then execute those things and remember like, oh, this is a plunging neckline or, oh, I'm going to do this kind of armhole or, oh, I'm going to do this length of skirt. And you've got to know your body as well. And you've got to know, you know, mm. I mean for many many seasons there were queens who were still stuffing just like random pads in their hips and random you know couch stuffing and stuff like that in right. their in their in like five pairs of pantyhose and their bodies were always different walking right. down the runway and I was like that's unacceptable at this <laughs> point at this point you better have like a full undergarment that cinches your waist that gives you an ass that gives you hips that gives you a bust line and then you just build all of your costumes over the top of that body. You know what right. I mean? So, you know, even um, with Chi-Chi and, like, you know, not cinch- cinching her waist and not having any breasts and just having, like, linebacker sh- shoulders and no bust line and no contouring there. It's just like, okay, you know, at at what point? You know, I'm all for, I am. I'm really all for, you know, gender drag you know and um but it's it's kind of like you know you're you're trying to create a certain image here mm-hmm. i believe right, and right. if you're not you know if you're not then you should really rebel and do it like totally the opposite you right know? you should but whatever we're digressing this yeah is, you know, yeah this, this can all get <laughs> erased or whatever but <laughs> but uh you know it's it's um it's all about attention to detail and it's about, and I, and I get it. I get it. There's time constraints and stuff like that, but you kind of have to, you know, pick and choose your battles and focus, focus, focus. And just like, even, even, uh, you know, focusing on one detail that is so brilliant and then try to fake the rest of it up. That brilliant thing might shine so bright that like it kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh the, they they overlook the other not so great details. You know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's, but if you just do everything kind of mediocre, then it's just going to be horrible. It's going to be terrible, and that's kind of yeah. Was Robbie Turner's downfall, I believe. And,
0: and like they, he was wearing like a wig. We're going to yeah. get to that. Okay. <laughs> so they had the cast the Little Women of Los Angeles, right. which we're going to check out now, I guess, because it's TT. T-t. And, and I was like, okay, they're going to have like their serious moment coming up. And right. they, they did, but I, I really wanted it to be more dramatic. It was kind of like... Um, which one? What, what was, well, they which? were just like, is it hard being a little person? Oh, yeah. right. And then they yeah, all yeah, just yeah. were like, yeah, it's hard to be a little person. <laughs> it's kind of like being a gay person. I was like, no, yeah. I want to hear... I think they should have gone in on one person. Right. And done like, really made me feel... Because sometimes... I'd be crying at that part, like when they tell someone's backstory. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. And there's always so many good backstories, but oh, they totally. kinda just brushed over that. I guess maybe there wasn't anything to work with.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's inter- it's it's interesting and maybe, you know, maybe some people were enlightened by that. I mean I you know, I mean it, it where it's like, Oh yeah, maybe being gay is like being a little person mm-hmm. or like you know or yeah. being you know you're constantly being discriminated against on the daily or whatever you know it's yeah. like yeah and and so although with a little person it's even more obvious you know like yeah. you're 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 whereas sometimes you know uh young gay kids can hide it for right. a certain amount of time or whatever you know where yeah. but but it is you're it, like we're all born the way we're born, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so, you've you've got to embrace it, and you've got to move forward with your life, and understand that you have a a, a divine purpose, and that you need to just love yourself as much as your parents loved you when you came out of the womb and they're holding you and you're just like this little mirror, you're this little miracle, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, well, people forget, people forget. It's like, no, you're never any less than that miracle. You're always that beautiful Mm -hmm. little miracle, but you're going to develop and maybe, oh, wow, you're, you know, you're a little person or wow, you're gay or wow, you're, you're, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, you know, that, and you just, uh, you're always amazing, and you always just have to believe in yourself. You know, that's just the bottom line. That. I love that. You know, sometimes I wish that RuPaul's Drag Race was a lot longer. I've go. said that so many times. You know, because, in, and, and really, you know, as far as a show that really breaks a lot of rules, they kind of have a, a formula-matic. You know they're they're following the same rules as other TV shows. Where I, where I wish that because it's on Logo, because it's on cable TV, because because it's RuPaul's motherfucking Drag Race. Like like make it an hour and a half show. You know, make it make it longer and like and like really get into some of the other details of everybody. And you know, yeah, I it. think it would be better. I just think it would be better because it's like you know that was a a frustration of mine is a, a lot of times even when I, when I was on the show and like I said it would be like a 9 or 10 hour deliberation and so many so many funny things were said and so many like awesome anecdotes and jokes were said and they just all end up on the cutting room floor they all they they never see the light of day right. i'm most certain that even just like when i meet fans of drag race that they they have they have mixed feelings about me. Like they don't know they don't know who I really am because on the show I think that even as as complimentary as I was to all the Queens at different times, the show always wanted to use like a negative thing or something that was more more harsh because that was just supposed to be my role in the show. Right. Where whereas like maybe I did say something kind of harsh, but you know, I was always coming from a place of love, and I always laughed afterward, even if the, the laughter got edited out, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I wished that a lot of things that I said even were mm-hmm. shown on TV, and, and and it's kind of a bummer to spend that many hours doing a deliberation or saying mm-hmm. many positive things to these queens as well, but they they'd never get shown on, on air, so... You know, that's, I, I wish the show was longer. I wish they were able to kind of yeah. flesh some things out. You know, that's just the... That's, I've been that's saying That's TV. That. It's yeah. whatever. It's TV. You gotta. You kind of got to just, you know...
0: I've always wanted it to be two hours. Yeah. Or I'm joking. say... Or in real time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would watch it like a crazy person. But it's funny when you were saying what you were talking about with how people should love ourselves, like... Your parents did. I was. Yeah. thinking, This is like real Santino because I've been lucky enough to get to know you a little bit yeah. the last couple of months, and I'm like, that's like the real Santino. And I was like, so glad you were saying that because I'm like, that's not like what people know of you from the show. No, a lot of
1: you know. I mean, it's <laughs> it's 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 hilarious and it's and it's funny to to have you know uh, almost 12 years ago I did Project Runway, and even on that show, you know, I was my personality and when you sign up on a reality show you ultimately become a character that's edited down you know i definitely have a sense of humor i definitely have a cutting wit i can definitely say things that are that no one else would dare say in the room but always always forever i'm always coming from a place of love and i'm always rooting for for everybody to get out of bed in the morning you know what i mean yeah any time that it would show me being less than that or show show something that was kind of edited and being kind of harsh and then you know and then having to hear from the fans of some of these queens who felt like I dissed them or something like Mm -hmm. that it's like my god like the hundreds and thousands of compliments that I bestowed on all these different queens like and none of those things were shown I mean every season I always told all the queens that like you know, if the the rest of the world burned down and all that was left were drag queens, I would be completely happy with that. And I admire their strength and their passion and their artistry, their punk rockness of just not giving a fuck and being like a political statement just by leaving the house. You know, it's like mm-hmm. all, all of those things. And like, I'm a fan of that. I love that. And yeah. so... On the show, and we're having to compare apples to oranges, to pineapples, to bananas, and it's tough on any show where you're kind of grading creativity or you're judging different people's art, you right, know? Right, That's It's so arbitrary in right. some ways, but, you know, when there's a share in needles, there's a share in needles, and when there's a Tyra Sanchez, there's a Tyra Sanchez, and, and you know, we know what I mean, and so... Yeah the cream rises to the top and you start to see, wow, this person is really more well-rounded than these other people who maybe came on the show a little prematurely, you know? And unfortunately I've got to point that out, you know, or, or somebody, you know, all of us are, but there's definitely, you know, uh, Harsher. There were I. I would hear harsher things said that were really coming from kind of a, a a mean place sometimes on the panel. Whereas, like I felt like sometimes people would take some of the things I said really, really harshly. Mm-hmm. You know, but I totally. I don't know. I just I. I never meant that. Meant to. To make them cry or make them like <laughs> make them like so distraught, like you know like uh somebody comes into my mind's like Chanel from season one, one. <laughs> you yeah. know it's like like that and and still Does like she I'll cry? see. Well, yeah, and like you know, it's just Chanel said that like you know things I said to her made her stay in bed for four months, just eating ding dongs and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, no. are you are you kidding me? In your life, of all the of all all the people of all the people you've might have been bullied by or things that have happened in your life, who uh, people that really wanted. To do harm to you because you were gay or because you're a drag queen or because you're, mm-hmm. you're whatever you are, yeah. that something that I said, who I'm, I'm a fan, I'm rooting for you, I'm, you know, I'd wear your T-shirt, I'd come see you in Las Vegas, whatever it is, <laughs> that something I said would be something that would just, like, wreck your head so bad that you'd be in bed, you know, and gaining weight or whatever, you know, because of me. Wow. <laughs> all, it's all my fault. Like, it's all my fault for saying it. And I was like, really? Like.
0: That's a lot to put on someone.
1: No, it is. It is. it is. It is a lot. And I never I never got it. But I also just, I I do understand that, you know, if, if you say a hundred nice things to somebody and then you say one thing that is, like, constructive criticism, but it's still criticism. Mm. They'll remember that one thing. They just will. Yeah. They just will. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. And that's just part you know, and that's part of the thing. But you know, I always was a little bit at odds being in the judge a judging role mm-hmm. on on the show because I'm really not I'm I'm really not a a judge per se in my, in my life. Like I, like I said, I'm really happy and I applaud anyone who gets out of bed every morning and goes about their business and puts on whatever it is that, that is making them feel good and going out and doing whatever it is that they want to do. And that's always been my position, you know, but, um, I think because I'm a fashion designer, because yeah, I do have my own perspective and taste on, on things and people's, might want to see me as some kind of bitchy, judgmental kind of fashion person, mm-hmm. but I've never been that, never ever. And and I I've, I've never been the kind of of person that's like, oh my God, look at her shoes or, oh my God, look at this. And, right. you know, when it comes down to construction, when it comes down to attention to detail, when it comes, to, I, I see all these things, you know? Right. And so like we have to point them out. It's a competition and yeah. there's somebody standing on stage who looks like a billion dollars. And then there's somebody who looks like Robbie Turner or whatever, you know, right. or like, you know, it's like there's, there's someone who looks like, what was, uh, Who's the G-Z. winner of the winner of the uh, challenges? Uh, Naomi Smalls. Yeah. Like Naomi Smalls is as kind of like downplayed. I don't know if like really that the for TV if that that overall look like translated as much. Right. But I loved it. I loved the the combinations of the plaid. I loved the combinations of the the burlap and the suspenders and it was very Vivian Westwood and like, and it was very, the silhouette and the proportion and everything was on point. I mean, granted, granted, she looks like a gazelle. She looks like a supermodel. This is all part of knowing your body and knowing who you are and then creating something for yourself and presenting it. Could another queen have pulled off that same look? No, probably not. And probably, (laughs) probably it would have looked weird on, Another queen, but on,
0: it was a huge on Naomi,
1: it looked, it looked, it was super strong, you know? and the a huge
0: step up for her, too. Yeah. I mean, because especially last week, she had, like, the bra and panties on and kimono. Yeah.
1: Lots of kimonos. Lots of kimonos. Uh, you already <laughs> probably talked about that we last did. week. <laughs> that was
0: weird. And I also heard uh, that, though that somebody somebody that went home I don't know which one was also going to wear a kimono. Oh, nice. But that's kind of one of those weird psychic things I think that they would all wear because that's a. Weird but maybe it's maybe it's
1: their age too. Yes, and that they know Madonna from that period of like
0: that's their Madonna. Yeah, that's their <laughs> Madonna.
1: Like they don't know uh, dress you up in my love, Madonna, right. or desperately seeking Susan. Madonna, or something like that, Right. or like a virgin Madonna, or any was yeah. there you know, like uh, uh, it's, yeah, no. whatever, <laughs> about whatever. It, but it was yeah, messed
0: up, but that you know what that that's the point. So there was um, Mark Jacobs. Yeah, was, was amazing,
1: there. amazing. Do you know him? I don't know Mark personally, like, but of course I know Mark as a fashion arbiter and. A, designer of sexy his own dude. label and yeah he's sexy and like he's pretty fearless. I love I love how fearless he is as far as like being a queer male and kind of just representing for who he is and not giving a fuck about kind of you know certain certain standards that maybe he should abide by because he's such a famous right. major fashion designer but mm-hmm. you know whatever Halston used to have sex with people in the morgue or whatever you know he's like <laughs> It's like, you know, there's some twisted shit going on in the fashion industry, let me tell you. You know, it's cool that like what what Marc Jacobs does in his personal life or, you know, mm-hmm. just you know what gets out in the tabloids or whatever. More power to him and there's no shame in his game and and yeah. I think he's I think he's rad and he's an amazing talent. It's awesome to see him on on the panel on RuPaul's Drag Race, yeah. you know.
0: Really excited. I Tadra Hall was on. i w I'm not quite sure.
1: I'm not familiar with Todd either, but he looked fierce in but that green saying, he jacket that advice. Yeah.
0: Outfit on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He was yeah. The only
0: person, like, if you really think about it, if you saw at the Queens and yeah. Toddric, you'd be oh, like, yeah. oh, that guy's kind of doing like an Emerald City deal.
1: Oh, absolutely. And
0: nobody else. That was my big problem yeah. with the run. So the runway happened. And I felt like if you didn't know that's the Wizard of Oz theme happening, you'd just be like what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah no.
1: yeah, no, I don't even remember seeing any ruby slippers. Where were were there I ruby, didn't see any like, ruby slippers. It yeah, was
0: really fucked up. Yeah, the runway was horrible. Yeah, that was the weakest runway of this whole season. I would say. Wow, definitely, yeah. it was really fucked up. From Chi Chi's look, they had Dorothy. Nothing was iconic, and I think your point's true. Like they, maybe they didn't. They don't
1: they didn't know. No, I mean sometimes, sometimes I I would see people doing looks that were derivative of other people who who did a look maybe like later on, maybe I should be more specific about something it's like it's kind of like okay it's it's Wizard of Oz, but none of these people have seen Wizard of Oz, but they saw like a cartoon that copied the Wizard of Oz and did something, you know, or there was an episode of Full House that had a Wizard of Oz Halloween thing or something, you know, something that was like, they never saw the original thing, but they saw, they saw when Gwen Stefani dressed up as Dorothy for this certain performance or, you know, and that's what they know of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they know like, oh right, she had a little dog in like a, a, a blue gingham dress and, you know, and then like, it is there's but
0: so much to work with with wiz yeah. Oz, and well
1: and then the wiz too whiz, like i mean yeah
0: but i think seasons 1 through 4 even 5 they would have Really, given us more Wizard of Oz, right? With Glenda, and then
1: Wicked. I mean, like it's 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 the the lexicon of what has come from the Wizard of Oz is gay one hundred and one. You know what I mean? Or like you know, it's like it's you've you've got to know these things and know these reference points. Had they maybe been more familiar, we would have seen better looks. That's what I think. If season
0: three, like Roger's season would have had that, like, someone who had Glenda would have come out in a fucking bubble. Oh, absolutely. And, like, walk the runway oh, in a yeah. bubble or absolutely. something, like, really dope. Like, everything yeah. would have been so dope and this was just like, uh, let me hot glue this corset. I don't know. Right. That was really a weak one. I did like, um, Naomi's short wig. And that yeah, that was, was giving cute. That was giving me fashion. I do think it probably looked better in person. I like Thorgy's look. Thorgy, Thorgy looks cool.
1: Yeah, Thorgy did look cool. I didn't, I didn't hate the wig. I mean, I thought yeah. you know, I'm I'm surprised Michelle didn't say something about the green because she hates green. But mm-hmm. but you know, why
0: does she hate green? What's the uh, situation with like
1: that? I I don't know. That's random. I don't know. It's kind of random. But you know, <laughs> w- whatever. So, you know, Michelle I has when her people own. People
0: ask like, uh, "What's your favorite color?" It's like kind of like that's what that's like the converse of that. Like I hate green. Right. It's like it's I I don't know how you, I don't get that at all. I mean, I could see that some greens don't work on people, but.
1: I love green, actually. For the record, I love green. I love all different shades of green. I love, like,
0: mm-hmm. olive
1: olive, and moss green well, and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know.
0: I'm a ginger person, so that's, oh, yeah. that's one of my oh, colors. Oh, absolutely. That's on my palette. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I'm a big fan of green. Uh, Kim Chi, I liked her black and white. I'm, I'm a sucker for black and white.
1: Yeah, that was good. And, you know, yeah. she, had, she had definitely, like... A mix of other accessories, you know. What's interesting, too, is, like, what these queens bring from home with them as options to, like, mix it up when they're also making something from mm-hmm. scratch. You know, she had on, like, thigh highs, and she had on good shoes, and then, like, you know, she basically just made maybe, like, one little piece, like a mm-hmm. a one-piece, mm-hmm. kind of, and then and then had kind of a wrap basically it was just like a rectangle of striped fabric she was working it and it looked amazing but it's all the other little details that you make it look more complete you know what I mean like when you come when you come down the runway and everything was made with a hot glue gun it's just not gonna translate well for you (laughs) like like and and so you kind of want to have some pieces that kind of Raise up the level, you know. It's like it's it it, it needs to look expensive, even if it's not expensive, it needs to look expensive. It's like Sharon Needles came out with some gauze wrapped around her entire body that cost like ninety nine cents, but it looked like actual couture, amazing, like John Galliano or some, you know, some something. And 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 that's what you always have to do, you know. And Mm -hmm. it's not it's not about you don't have to have money, things don't have to be hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars when you come on the show but you just have to know how to make things look that way you know right. and yeah. pretend that they're that way you because it's all pretend too like act like act like this shit is worth a million dollars act like all these rhinestones are actually diamonds right and pretend that it is and you might even sell it like oh my god is that cartier is that like yeah. is that real is that like a real like necklace right. like, you see that too you see like what people have been prepared mm-hmm. with and what they bring she had a dramatic well, so. runway, though.
0: She was the only she, person who put her little person as the oh, face, as her own face. Oh yeah, right. So and she, she thought,
1: was on stilts too. Like she was on stilts. Was she was not? She, I
0: thought she was holding her up.
1: It no. looked like she had stilts on.
0: Okay.
1: It looked like a weird edit. Like her, I don't. I don't know what her name is. Her little person though, mm-hmm. like came out and right. and was on stilts. I thought it. What it looked like to me, but then I don't, maybe I'm I don't tripping. Know. And then there was like a cut, and then all of a sudden kimchi appeared behind her and then like kind of brought her down yeah. to the to and the that was stage the promo moment. yeah so
0: i want to say that the library is open on this interpretive dance
1: oh yeah which um,
0: to me this interpretive dance sequence it reminded me exactly of like being i went to catholic school like uh, in religion class uh... and it's like you have to do like an interpretive dance or like liturgical dance. This is the class we blew off completely, and you would just literally be like the class before, like, okay, I'm just gonna like improvise something. Right. And you're just like totally trying to throw some scarves up and catch it. And right. Don't do an interpretive dance. Yeah, and that was like obviously a debacle because of the way they edit it. Like you didn't even see each, de- each individual one; yeah. it was like edited together in montage. And I
1: and I swear to you, I'm sure that went way over time. That shit <laughs> went way over time, and everyone's stomachs were growling, and everyone's feet were hurting, and you know it was just it's just an added thing that like yeah, I think sometimes things are tried that don't actually come off very well, right? but they still have to just include it, and that little, that montage of, of interpretive dancing was just, like, pretty ridiculous, but right. you know, they filmed it, so whatever, <laughs> turn it into a 30-second montage, or, or whatever, and really, you'll see that the judges weren't really, like, even commenting about, like, you right. know, other than the, the what what Mark yeah Mark said about the birds, which was like that was really funny. Overall, I don't think that was a big part of their score. I just think as the season goes on, they throw these curveballs that just kind of distract you or stress you out even more. It's mm-hmm. kind of like right. oh, on top of having to make this outfit, you know, then you also have to do an interpretive dance, and it's like oh no, like and then you know, and that interpretive dance or or do or doing some choreography that for that is what probably kept Bob the drag queen from actually working on her own makeup more or like having that together because they were taking time away to do another, yet another step. could
0: have been an opportunity though too, because like if Alyssa Edwards had that, absolutely. She would have crushed it and you would have been like, Oh my God, what are you doing? But Chi Chi is a really good dancer. And some of these people, I think they could have done a lot better, made it more dramatic. I don't know. It was a missed opportunity. Once again, my love, Kim Chi was safe. Kim yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay.
1: And she should be, Yeah. You know?
0: She I should just be. Want her, I just think she should win, but I get it. I mean, she's going to win the season, so.
1: I was okay with Naomi Smalls winning. Yeah, it was cool. She know.
0: did a good job. Finally, Derek's on the bottom. Right. And um, Versus Robbie Turner, which we said, and they lip-sank. What do I always say, kids? Do not take... Oh, I always say, don't God. take anything off. Like, yeah, no your shoes wig.
1: off. No... You know, no wig taking off, none of that. It's just tired. It's like an old trick. If you're gonna take a wig off, you better have two underneath it. Right. Seriously, like Seriously. you know, <laughs> you know, take your wig off and then take that wig off and then take another wig off and then still have an amazing head of hair under there. I mean, don't try to do kind of a head wig moment or something where you're right. where you're vulnerable on stage there and like, oh wow, you you just you know. You were horrible the entire performance and you were you were totally being upstaged by a yeah. premier Britney Spears impersonator and then pull off your wig at the last
0: It makes me feel fitness, like okay, like, you don't watch the show. Yeah, you don't watch the because show because that's yeah. always been commented on. And also Rue said it about the wig, but also like when people take off their shoes, for example, they always go home. Yeah. And why are you taking your shoes off? Yeah. You're a lip sync artist, so you can run
1: around in flats. Are you gonna yeah. like
0: fly up and flip around? No, yeah. it's crazy. So if you're listening again, keep everything on.
1: I just think probably you know in that moment it goes by so fast, and I think probably they just go into like just kind of nine one one emergency. Like try <laughs> try anything. Right. Shit on the shit on the floor. Right. Do, so- right. Like, right. do something like would do something like 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 you know kick a light bulb out or do. That do something, you know, something memorable or even like, you know, like picking up another performer or whatever and spinning them around. Uh-huh. I thought that that moment was very much like not as horrible as it turned out to look on Are TV. Are you talking about
0: with Mimi and Yeah, yeah. In I India
1: think it, it was like one of those last ditch efforts. I don't think it was like super intentional to do something uh-huh. like Mike Tyson biting Evander Holyfield's ear off or something right. like that. You know, it's like, it was just like, You know, in the moment, you're just trying to like do something before the song's over. That, and it it just—it's all a blur. I'm sure it's all a spaz attack (laughs) blur. Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) That's funny. So yeah, Robbie Turner went home, which I kind of felt like that should have happened for a while. Did she not even seem that upset? Like, she, no. she kind of gave me a little Magnolia Crawford, who is actually really nice. Funny. She gave me, like, a little Magnolia Crawford, like, yeah, I don't care, like, right. vibe. It was like, see, you are not, you don't want it. Yeah.
1: And yeah. it came through. That comes out, you know, even more, like, when you're there in person. You hear people's passion when they're talking about stuff. And that's, you know, that's a big part of, of who stays and who goes, you know. Oh. It's not just a game or a competition amongst the queens or a competition with the contestants and the judges. Mm -hmm. It's also about letting every producer know, you know, that, that you are here to win this show and you are, are down to do anything it takes to get to the top. Mm -hmm. You know, like as far as, you know, creatively or like, you know, you're not, you're not phoning it in, you know, right. and you'll, you'll, you'll see people kind of self eliminate. You'll see people oh, yeah. just kind of be like, Oh, I miss my boyfriend. And then like, and yeah. then, and the next thing you know, they're just like going home and they're like, Oh, but I'm, it's cool. Cause I'm going to see my boyfriend and my dog and cat or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. like, like put that shit on hold. Like, come on. Like, really. Like you, come to play. you, you got on this show. Ride it out. You know, and go out. Go out blazing. Don't mm. go out like kind of just like, oh, that's okay. And even though anyone who's on this show is going to have a career, you right. know, and this isn't the end all. Of their lives, you know, right. and hopefully they all have bigger things that come up in their lives later on. And because it's all possible, you know, right. this is just me- a mere chapter in, in their life come on you've got you made it on the show like go full speed 100 miles an hour you know like Mm -hmm. don't stop it's a psychological game too it's psychological
0: it's (laughs) like it's a
1: psychological game as well those kind of details you don't really pick up as a television viewer you see it coming Mm
0: -hmm. yeah absolutely i love that survivor aspect of it yeah it's mentally really exhausting i'm sure
1: even like willem you know, like right. what happened with Willem yeah. and stuff.
0: Willem could have possibly oh, won this. Oh season. Willem
1: yeah. And Willem's amazing and Willem's gone on to do all kind of like really the best the best music that's been put out by any right. of the queens. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I think comparable to stuff that Rue puts out. I yeah. mean as far as like professionalism and everything. Yeah. You know, the thing with Willem was like Willem knew she was the shit. Willem knew her worth. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, she stopped playing the game and it is a game to be played and you have to do follow, you know, these certain rules right. like everyone else. If you break those rules or you you know, then you're gonna be kicked off the show because they have to they have to follow some kind of rules or guidelines on this show for legal reasons because there's money involved or whatever. So. Right. but even that you'll see someone who kind of is like it might be like the self elimination maybe for Willem was like, Uh, I'm too good for this shit you know, kind of thing. And that's that's also a type of self elimination where mm-hmm. it's like, come on, you could have really made it even further and and shown people even more of of your artistry, but you decided to kind of just kind of be like, Uh, fuck it. Yeah.
0: I feel like people do that in life too. They do. They do. <laughs> that's why it's the best show ever. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so glad you were here to talk.
1: Yeah, where are we at now? Uh, How long does this go on for?
0: We're good, we're good. We're at 54 (laughs) minutes. We usually go about 45. But
1: but it's a very special, it's it's a very special, (sighs) special episode.
0: It is. I've just enjoyed getting to know you so much, and it's been a wonderful surprise.
1: Yeah, life's funny like that. Huh? It is. It, it, was, is. It, was, it was. It was funny when you told me that you do this podcast, and I was like, "Oh, really? That's interesting." And I was like, listened to it and thought, like, "Oh, this is great." You know, i I love. Uh, I loved my time on the show. I loved a lot of things. You know, I, I laughed every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, until my sides hurt. And Rue is beautiful. Michelle Visage is is amazingly funny all the producers and everything. It was an amicable departure. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't, a, it wasn't, there wasn't any drama. There wasn't really any big deal, As except I kind of manifested some other things in my life and was ready to move on to those things. And so, but I still love RuPaul's Drag Race. I still love drag queens. I still love, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, like watching the show and, and and the passionate fans. And I love all the, you know, like every day I hear from a good deal of people, like, when are you, are you coming back on the show? Are you mm-hmm. coming back? No, I'm not. I'm not coming back on the show. As much as I love it. And never say never, you know, who knows? You get to a point with, with something and it's kind of like, well, You know, am I going to be in high school forever? Or am I going to be in college forever? Or how many years am I going to do this? Am I going to do this for 10 years or 15 years? Right. And I thought, no, you know, I I did it for six years. And then Mm -hmm. I came on season seven one last time. It's all good. You know, it's all good. There's no drama in it. You know, it's just like people choose to kind of move on from things. I love it. I love the show. And I had a blast with it. But, you know, I'm also really loving what I'm doing now. That's life. Yeah. One door closes and ten more open, or whatever, mm-hmm. and you just have to keep moving on.
0: My question is: Have you been enjoying my yoga outfits? Oh, when absolutely! You see me at yoga, oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> no, you bring it. You bring it every. You bring it every ball. You she brings it to you every ball. She's like full on with all kinds of. Cute, cute things, cute cute tops, and, you know, like a, a mix of high and low, you know, like a mix of Santee Alley meets Jiboshi or something, you know, it's like, you yeah. know.
0: I've been just waiting all podcast to ask you that. That's why you're here. Yeah.
1: Oh, I noticed. Yeah. I noticed. Um, it's awesome. It's funny how life works the little magical coincidences of you know the where yeah. there's they, actually there's no such thing as a coincidence everything is happens for a reason you know exactly. and so i'm super stoked to have been here Yay. and um you know big fan of this podcast now that i've listened to it a couple times and you know of course mike is you know an icon in his own right and yeah. and you know you know how i feel about planet unicorn right <laughs> <laughs> which you know Hopefully, the, all the listeners know about yeah, Planet Unicorn, and that's been fully, fully talked about over the. Over yeah, the check it out. Seasons. It's pretty good. I, it's. I'm stoked. Maybe I can come back again when both of you guys are here, and we can shoot the shit again. Yeah, and, and do we, this. anytime, but, dude. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, love, love to everyone out there, and keep being creative and keep being awesome and keep being queer as fuck and, <laughs> and punk rock and and uh, doing your own thing and yeah Cool. see you on the flip side
0: well House of Roses closes I love to talk about drag queens some people say I have a drag addiction girl they know how to put on their makeup they sure do and them shoes they put on them shoes them shoes are on fleek girl Yes, I love drag queens. I will talk about drag queens every day and every night. I love to talk about drag queens. Oh, girl, I love their wigs because they have nice wigs. Girl, they know how to put. On...
1: You've been listening to Drag Addiction starring Saravato and Mike Rose of the legendary House of Roses. Drag Addiction is a podcast that celebrates the art of drag with an emphasis on the best show on television, RuPaul's Drag Race. Join Saravato and Mike Rose as they kiki over the best and worst moments of RuPaul's Drag Race. To learn more about Sarah and Mike and Drag Addiction, please visit dragaddiction.com, where you will also find our contact information if you are interested in sponsoring or advertising on our show. Them shoes are on fleek, girl. Yes, I love drag queens. I will talk about drag queens every day and every night.